Big Finish for the love of stories. You're listening to the Big Finish podcast, release date the 24th of July, 2022. Oh, you bring me to the nicest of places. One moment. Oh, I ought to change into waterproofs. I saw some flashy yellow ones in your wardrobe. I have the next best thing. Oh, we can't use a brolly in a storm. It depends on the brolly. This one's lightning repellent. It resisted a spark shower in the realms of repugnance. Well, what's with the question mark handle? That, as they say, is the question. I'm Benji Clifford, he's Nick Briggs, yes. this is Big Finish, audiobooks, audio drama and, well, this podcast, all for the love of stories. Any moment now, Benji and I will be chatting about the return of Stargate to Big Finish. Following that, the good review guide, this week we're talking about the 11th Doctor Chronicles Volume 2. Get out of my head! Then we're off behind the scenes with classic Doctors, new monsters, the stuff of nightmares and the opening story featuring the third Doctor, as played by Tim Trelaw, The House That Hawks Built by Tim Foley. My name's Tim Trelaw, I play the Doctor. Following that, it's once again time to open your ear inbox with listeners' emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com and that'll be even more exciting than you're expecting. Possibly. <laughs> uh, oh, definitely. In our also available segment, we tease you with the opening scenes from Stargate SG-1 Series 3 and an episode entitled Half-Life by James Swallow and starring Claudia Black. Please tell me Jack isn't dead. He's alive, but his condition is critical. Then the randomoid selectatron will once again be giving you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. Ooh. At this stage of the time span, we don't know what it'll be, but by activating the Futuroid Projectatron, uh, we can bring you this short preview clip. <laughs> The TARDIS is yours. Amazing. And then, as you may have come to expect, it'll be time to give you a free 15-minute drama tease. This week, it is, of course, classic Doctors, new monsters, the stuff of nightmares, and the opening story featuring the third Doctor, as played by Tim Trelaw, the house that Hawks built by the ever-brilliant Tim Foley. Francesca's ancestors came from Earth. She's very proud of that. What self-respecting, um... A sheep wouldn't be. Stargate, it's back. Well, we a lot of uh, a lot of happy email posters to see that one because over the years that I've been doing the Big Finish podcast, we've received plenty of people asking what happened to the the, the famous Stargate audios all those years ago. I know, all those years ago. Goodness me, I think it was back in two thousand and six. I think we were doing wow. that, and the then line producer Sharon Gosling was a huge Stargate fan and she was instrumental in getting all that working and even wrote quite a few of the scripts herself. Um, she's gone on to be a, a very successful young adult um, writer, I think. I think that's the, that's the name of the market, isn't it? Yeah, YA. I always say it's YA. Is it, is it y- I always call it YA, but I don't know if it's YA or just maybe that's the, the German y-a. in me. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's about J.A. Yes, anyway, uh, J-A. we digress quite, quite massively. Quite. So, yeah, huge Stargate fan and uh, had all sorts of contacts with Stargate people and was able to get, you know, interesting cast members and a lot of, lot of big names in there. So, yeah, finally, I mean, I've never been a huge Stargate fan. I remember seeing the original film and some of the series uh, and I could see that. And, I, and I've dipped into it from time to time and amazed at how much it changes over the years. Yeah, I'm not a big authority on on Stargate, I have to say. Like a lot of the American um, sci-fi stuff, my knowledge of it really comes from seeing trailers for things on Sky One. Oh, right, yeah. Back in the day, so a lot of things are responsible. You know, when I think of um, when I think of uh, start like Voyager, I yes. think of Voyager very much. Um, Sky One, but the one that I think of uh, really associated with is Stargate Atlantis. Oh yes, yeah. so we've got yeah, and we've got some of those releases as well in the Big Finish Stargate section. So, wow, it's all there. Exci- I have to give it a listen. I've never, you know, never really delved down that rabbit hole, but uh, it's got. I mean, it's got everything that I think I'd like. So, well, I mean, exactly. I don't see why I wouldn't? It's got Stargates, gates of stars. I mean, <laughs> the possibilities are, are you know endless. 
Good. Well, don't forget to look that up, and we will be previewing, as we mentioned before, uh, one of the one of the old episodes of Stargate. Well worth revisiting. Very exciting stuff. Well, let's see what people have been saying about other releases. It's time for our good review guide, finding the latest positive comments about Big Finish Productions to help recommend them for you. And as promised, this week we're looking at the 11th Doctor Chronicles Volume 2. And remember, only positive reviews. I mean, what's the point of saying negative things, eh? Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Doctor Who, The 11th Doctor Chronicles, Volume 2. Day 187, Log. Entry 7. Possible development in the meeting of a man calling himself the Doctor. Have you noticed anything odd around here? I apologise that your surprise inspection has coincided with the crew's total annihilation. You're in Ive now. You'll get fed twice a day and you'll get a blanket and I don't know what else you poor wretches want. You're scared! And that is perfectly understandable, but you should be angry too! No, 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 this isn't real. Get out of my head! Either someone else on this station has retained their intelligence like we have, or... Or they never died. Sorry, you had to do what? Attention, Mothership Control! Scout unit requiring urgent restitution! Help will arrive for you in due course. A, a zombie? A real live one? A, a dead one. What's happening out there? We're taking it back. We're taking it all back. Doctor, foam doesn't normally have... Tentacles. I know. Man of mystery. Sings, dances and fixes your plumbing. <laughs> I like it. Is he being sarcastic? <sighs> They're blocking the corridor. Stand back! <laughs> no! It's all connected, what went wrong here. I just haven't got to the bottom of how, what and when yet. He's a peculiar fellow, but seems to know his craft. <sighs> Doctor? <sighs> Me. I've set myself up in the armory. They're everywhere. Which is better, scared or hostile? Neither is good. Research station self-destruct imminent. All personnel, please make their way to escape shuttles as quickly as possible. We need a serious plan. Only one thing for it. Where's the chip shop? Big finish. We love stories. Well, just go to bigfinish.com, type in 11th Doctor, put that in the search pane for a lovely bunch of authentic 11th Doctor loveliness. Oh, we do love the 11th Doctor in this neck of the woods. First up, we made this network.com. They did, you know. Latchland Haycock <laughs> says, These adventures are fun and vibrant, Ooh. lacking none of the high production values that go into every Big Finish release. Good, good. There's a man with a saw, if you can hear in the background. I do apologize. Yeah, so very high production values there. <laughs> Well, we're surrounded by um, got high high speed internet being laid down out the front of the, the property. This is good news. And across the road is a, a huge. Um, they're building a huge retirement complex. You see, oh, right. so it's all going on. So anyway, you can go straight over there in a few years' time. Do you know what? They're they're <laughs> bloody lucky. They are. They've got a, a hair salon, a cinema. I mean, an ice cream parlour built in there. I know. I'm retiring I know. now to there. <laughs> I'll see you. I'll see you over in the parlour, old boy. Um, carrying on with this uh, with this review. Oh yes, um, yes, yes. They serve as a worthy showcase of Dudman's Doctor and as a taster for the future. Producer Alfie Shaw has teased plans to create a new audio original era for this Doctor, as Big Finish has previously done with other incarnations, making it an extremely exciting time to be a fan of the Eleventh. Doctor. So true. Lots of brilliant things coming up. I've been directing some Eleventh Doctor stuff and uh, working on the uh, approval stage of the post-production right now. It's very exciting stuff to be announced soon. Uh, IndieMacUser.co.uk. Jacob Licklider says the Eleventh Doctor Chronicles is a set bolstered by giving the Eleventh Doctor some consistent characterization and an actual emotional weight, which is the through line for each of the four rather disconnected stories. Yes, that's right. They're sort of he goes to different planets and different things happen so if you want to call that disconnected Jacob then you can call the whole of Doctor Who disconnected but thank you for that <laughs> astute observation 
Well, SciViBulletin.com, Paul Simpson gives us initial and um, initial reviews, individual reviews of each story. I guess yeah. they're initial reviews. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, the Evolving Dead, Dubman's Eleventh Doctor has the verbal quirks and ticks of Matt Smith's performance, and when it's matched with a good script such as this, it really feels as if it's missing, as if it's a missing episode from 2011 or 12. Strong start for the set and this new era of Eleventh Doctor. Tales. It is uncanny, actually, what Jacob Dudman does. It is. I mean, I got to the point when I was last directing him. I, I kept. I've said this before. I'm sure I kept nearly calling him Matt <laughs> because it's How you funny. know when I was That's directing. A him, it, well, it's just incredible, and he does it so effortlessly now. That's to say, it appears to be effortless, but I think so much goes into it, and he is able to get every nuance out of it. I mean, it would be fantastic to work with Matt Smith. Uh, but given that Matt doesn't want to do it at the moment, it's great to have Jake doing fantastic stuff. Imagine putting them both in the same room. Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be really confusing. <laughs> A very strange scenario. Well, we continue our reviews here with um, the day before they came. Daniel Blythe. <laughs> Daniel Blythe's tale for Jacob Dubman's eleventh. Do- <laughs> Sorry, I'm sorry. What, what are you not being able to say? I keep slurring over eleventh. Daniel Blythe's tale for Jacob Dudman's 11th Doctor has an interesting structure with diary entries from one of the principal characters running throughout. This gives us a subjective view of the Time Lord as well as dropping clues as to what's really going on. A different backdrop for a cracking 11th Doctor story. I have to say, to declare my colours here, that that's my favourite story of the box set. The day before they came. Yeah, it's a really beautiful piece of work. It's lovely script. It's uh, yeah, it's just fantastic. I mean, I spoil it slightly by it being in it. I play this monster who kind of talks like this. <laughs> Actually, I, I hurt myself doing that impersonation. <laughs> I had to. I remember I put a finger in my throat to get the voice. Ooh, not yeah, nice. It's created not a nice. really. But yeah, it's a really. Re- it's just lovely and sweet. This story it really is. We heard it there from the Briggs himself. <laughs> the bias uh, Briggs. The bi- double B. Uh, the melting pot here. Uh, there's a lot of familiar concepts in here, which I won't spoil, but you will recognise them when you come to them. But that's something that applies to many of the best Doctor Who stories. The very best. The very well, quite. And Cooper provides a different spin in places. Lee Adams' sound design gives differing perspectives on events, and director Nicholas Briggs puts a finger down his... No, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't put it down my throat. I put it into my throat <laughs> on the outside, just in case you thought that I was trying to make myself sick. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, Nicholas Briggs ensures that we feel the ticking clock in the proceedings, a solid piece of Doctor Who. I mean, you can't say fairer than that. A solid bit of Doctor Who. I'm very good at making the ticking clock. <laughs> can't hear it. It's can- it's cancelling it out. Oh, yeah, but the listeners oh. will be able to hear it, Benji, is it's what you're that, forgetting. Yes, that's the most important thing. <laughs> right. Uh, where was I? And on the twit of spheres, uh, at Waterfail writer... Oh, sorry, Waterfall writer... <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, I finished listening to the second volume of the 11th Doctor Chronicles yesterday. I slurred it as well, but I don't care. Uh, At Jacob Dudman. And you did an amazing job as usual. Love your big Finnish audio ventures. This is actually talking to Jacob. Currently catching up with some of your short strips that I bought. Short strips, did I say? (laughs) Strips of paper. Yes, short trips that I bought last year. Thank Justin you. B. Quinnick here. Uh, the 11th Doctor Chronicles Big Finish shines, uh, held within the sci-fi shenanigans and historical mysteries, earth drama and alien world, uh, an alien world filled with the most charming residents. Jacob Dubman is scarily good, served magnificently by the full cast format. Well, we've yeah, got to yeah. remember, this This was the, the first one that we did as full cast. We did it with narration before, and then someone at the BBC, our account manager, no less, actually said, I think it would be better if it was just full cast, which we were jolly pleased to do. And I think it really, uh, it really takes off in this box set, and it's, it's just going to get better and better and better. It was a box set that was kind of um, tripped up by the pandemic, 
because we'd recorded one and we were about to record the next one and lockdown hit and we had to oh. cancel the recording. And as I may have mentioned before, it was cancelled so late that one of the messages didn't get through to one of the actors and they actually turned up at the studio for the recording. Oh. And I said, no, I said that it had been cancelled and so that was rather sad uh, but yeah and then we did the next ones those two of them in lockdown as remote recordings whereas the first one was was recorded in it studio. worked out in the end it did it, it was all it was all right in the end you know you know it was fine it was fine it was absolutely fine i, I, I don't know whether this is bruce, bruce Forsyth, good game good game good game <laughs> or uh, uh um uh, norman wisdom oh don't laugh at me i'm a fool <laughs> Or uh, David Bowie, ground control to Major, to Major Tom. Tom. Or Anthony Newley, Goldfinger. It's all the same <laughs> voice. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Anthony uh, Newley was it? He did that great song. Um, uh, so that noise. I was sitting on my own doing a something, something too. There's all that sort uh, of thing. Right. You see, and, and actually I found out that David Bowie did impersonate Anthony Newley's voice a bit. He was rather oh, taken with it, which did. is why there's that element of similarity. Um, well, so have you heard the first ever David Bowie album? It's, ha, ha, it is just ha, Anthony. He, he, it's just, he, he. Yeah, it's just I'm Anthony. I'm a laughing gnome. Yes. And you won't catch me. Good game, good game. Let's have a look at the <laughs> old school balls. Come up here. <laughs> Wonderful. Come up. So anyway, I'll now take my medication. Uh, that's it for the reviews this week. Next time we'll be talking about Missy and the Monk, starring Michelle Gomez and Rufus Hound, two of my favourite performers, I have to say. Still to come in the podcast, listeners' emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com and we'll be looking at the return of Stargate to Big Finish. That was the Stargate opening and me hitting the microphone. But first, let's just delve behind the scenes with classic Doctor's new monsters, the stuff of nightmares. I don't know what it is, it's just stuff. Uh, The box... The, the box that Hox built. The Hox that box. I can't read. The house that, that box. box with chicken the, I, box. Can't, I can't actually say it. The house. <laughs> Come on, Nick. You can do it. Come on. Ow. The house that Hox built by Tim Foley. I bet you're all glad that's all over. My name's Tim Trelaw. I play the Doctor. This is the house that Hox built, which is a, an absolutely fascinating ghost story. I'm the Doctor. An academic. Yes, the noble brow, the majestic bouffant. I can tell you possess a magnificent mind. Any more ego boosting and he'll need that second head. I love one set on Earth because it it, it brings it so much, well, quite literally brings it home to, to me. I just, I just, I just love those, uh, like when we did the, the Devil's Hoofprints. And this one, it's set on Earth, is just fantastic, and uh, and also the you know the, the writing's always in the period of the seventies, you know, even whenever it's set. So this is obviously set millions of years in the future, but it's still in a way set in the seventies, if you know what I mean. I'm Barnaby Edwards, and I am the director of the House That Hawks Built. Well, this is sort of my favourite kind of story. I'm such a sucker for ghost stories. And it's got a real Edgar Allan Poe, M.R. James sort of haunted house thing. Uh, so it's a, it's set in Earth in the very, very far future. Uh, everything has uh, been destroyed on the planet, apart from this one haunted house that's right in the middle of, of nowhere. And in that house is a small blue alien called the Hawks of Balhoon. And he is building this house as a sort of tourist attraction. But of course, the problem is that when you take the plans of an old ghostly haunted house from ancient Earth history and you recreate it, you sometimes bring ghosts with it. It's got all the elements of a classic M.R. James um, ghost story in it. I mean, who is in fact referenced there as Emma James, I believe. I love the fact that Hawks can't quite get his, uh, his humanisms correct and mixes his metaphors and uh, gets pretty much everything incorrect. I find it very, very amusing. But it's, yeah, it's a, it's a lovely little story. I'm Sadie Miller and I play Sarah Jane Smith. So this episode is if 
I would say Daphne du Maurier did Doctor Who. <laughs> so it's um, very spooky and very atmospheric, um, but there's also a lightness of touch to it. And obviously being a Tim Foley script, um, we've got a lot of uh, surrealist characters coming in as well. So you're never quite sure what's going to happen next, which is really exciting. We need a weapon. And since it's a stick with a hook, I guess I'm your shepherdess. Get behind me, come on, this way. Oh, it's uh, amazing, really. I mean, to get to go on so many wonderful adventures and just never to know where you're going to end up. And even when you have sort of an inkling of you think it's going to be this sort of genre of story, it can still totally surprise you. And I think as well, obviously, when you get the scripts, you don't know who's going to be playing which character and bringing them to life in such extraordinary ways. So it's sort of getting colour on colour on colour as it goes along. So it's just amazing, really. My name's Dan Starkey, and I am playing the Hawks. We've recreated this building quite precisely. But this house is not mere bricks and mortar. It has spirits soaked into its very foundations. There were plenty of macabre tales recorded about this priory. So, by restoring this house... You've restored its ghosts as well. Yes, it's, it's nice. Ox has got this idea about uh, authenticity and uh, he gets uh, a more authentic experience than he bargains for by, uh, by the end of it. So, it's, uh, yeah, it's nice. The Mox of Balhoon is voiced by Silas Carson in the TV thing. So we knew we couldn't sort of, you know, if we're going to bring back the Mox, then we'd get Silas. So we're bringing back his brother. So he mustn't sound exactly the same. But we got Dan Starkey, who is a vocal genius. And he's done this brilliant thing. So it sounds exactly like the brother of the Mox of Balhoon. So Dan is doing this wonderful, slightly prissy, fussy little historian voice for him. And one of my favourite things the whole day is, is just me instructing Dan to waddle into scenes and to waddle out of them because no one does waddling quite so well as Dan Starkey. Um, so he's sort of our little our little hero there. I think it's, uh, well, the episode that the uh, the mocks of Balhoon appears in is the, only the second televised uh, episode of, of the new series of Doctor Who and it's the whole sort of, uh, the whole world of, universe of possibilities that sort of particularly opened up and so there were lots of sort of nice, nicely, nicely newly rendered sort of uh, creatures sort of like in that, in that episode and I think all of them came with a kind of an idea about, oh that sounds like it's not just someone in a mask or a suit, it sounds like they've got a backstory to them or also like a possibility, you know, like the face of Bo or whatever and it's quite nice that sort of like we get to see, we get to meet uh, the the Mox's brother, <laughs> a little bit a little bit more in this one because uh, yeah, the sort of strange little strange little blue alien sort of floating around a bit like the Mekon on his little walk in the uh, in the original TV version. But now uh, now the Hoxie hobbles around on tiny feet, and uh, we find out a bit more about him. Just go to bigfinish.com and type stuff of nightmares into the search pane to get a great mix of monsters. Oh, mix of monsters, mix of monsters, monster monster monster. Uh, time now for listeners' emails. And you might get a great mix of monsters in here. You wow. never know, but they're always nice. They're nice monsters. Yes, they're they're they're, they're, they're you know. There's a big fashion. monster in the first email. Actually, is picture a picture of, him. of one. Oh yeah. blimey, it's it's good old Dwayne Bunny. But before we get to that. Um, if you want to send in an email, you can. It's so simple. Just type podcast at bigfinish.com right, into your yes. email send box yes, yes. and send it. But I do, I do, doing it now. you know, I do recommend that you write something in the, in the, uh, in the, the not just the subject, but also the body of the email, yes, the yes. message to ensure that it, it's worth us reading out. This is frighteningly good advice. It is, isn't it? I, I know, I know. <laughs> um, this is, of course, from Dwayne Bunny. Uh, subject of this one is holiday listening. Good day, guys. Nope, not going to say. Hi there. Hi there, Dwayne. Attached is a photo of me listening to something from Big Finish at my favourite camp spot in Tasmania, Swimcart Beach, and a view from my site. Now, I have to say, that is glorious. It you is, can't all it? see it, dear listeners, but it's a wonderful, lovely, beachy spot. There with the ocean glistening in the background with the, the trees and the sands. And oh. A couple of wooden... Um, wooden uh, sort of pylons sticking out there to pylons. stop cars from driving too too far Bollards, through. I think is the the word you're looking for. Well, there's no need to be rude. <laughs> um, and of course, the wonderful 
camper van uh, there with Dwayne with a set of headphones. I believe the same headphones I'm wearing as 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 oh, I yeah. listen to my own voice now. Uh, there's also a nice little green tent down in the corner there. Oh, oh yes, there is. Yes, yes. Yeah. And no guessing for for who sleeps in there. Yes, out you go, Dwayne. <laughs> but uh, it says here, I can't remember what I was listening to in this photo, but I do remember another occasion when I was listening to Watchers by Matthew Waterhouse on the very same beach whilst I was fishing. Fishing is a good thing for, for listening to an audio, I have to say. Is it? Yeah. The fish were biting and I was catching so many, I was thoroughly distracted from the story and had to rewind about 90 minutes and listen again after I, ca- I finished my catch. Wow, 90, that's a big old lot of distraction. I, I think the story should be the other way around, that he just let all the fish go because he was so distracted by a big finish. Yeah. That's, uh, well, maybe that's, that's why it took it. him. Maybe that's why it took him ninety minutes. <laughs> Next up, Zed Alpha writes in about Beyond War Games, which is our latest uh, Second Doctor adventures. Hello again, Nick and Benji. Sorry for writing again so soon. I think it's been a while since we read one of yours out, but I really just wanted to take a moment to gush about how much I loved the first instalment of the Second Doctor adventures series. That's brilliant. Uh, You in common with so many people, almost everyone thinks it's rather lovely. Uh, Michael's portrayal was as uncanny as it was a loving tribute to his father's role. And I simply cannot wait to delve even further into these uncharted waters. This 6B era feels like such a blank canvas to work with that I simply cannot wait to hear what you guys come up with next for this series. Seriously, folks out there, if you haven't snagged this set up yet, grab it now. Much love and regards, Stuart. Stuart, thank you so much. So many fun plans already falling into place for it. Had a lovely chat with Michael Troughton the other day on Zoom and uh, we were just um, reminiscing on how much we'd enjoyed doing it. And I was apologising for directing him too much. And he was saying, no, 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 it was just right what you did. And so we were just being hopelessly nice to each other. And then we had a a good old giggle about all sorts of things that can't be repeated here. (laughs) (laughs) That's just the most annoying, in inverted commas, anecdote in the world, isn't it? But you can't repeat it. No. Never again. Never again. Well, we got one final one here from Darren Bibby. Uh, subject to this one is Second Doctor oh. Adventures. Oh, I think we're on the same little wavelength here. Hi, gang. Hi there. Hi, uh, gang. Got to say how much I enjoyed the new Second Doctor Adventures box set. Michael Troughton really embodies the role of his late father. Yes, yeah. certainly does. Uh, only downside is that we must wait 12 months for more. Any chance this underrepresented Doctor can have two volumes a year like the other classic Doctors? Keep up the fantastic Well, that's a smiley. That's a great question, Darren. I mean, I would suggest spreading the word because if it's sold really, really well, I think Jason Hay Gallery would would certainly not even need his arm twisted to do two sets a year. But we do produce a lot, and uh, we're geared up to doing it once a year at the moment. So it would uh, uh, double mine and Mark Wright's. workload <laughs> but, uh, I'm not complaining because I love it I love it so much I can't tell you how much I love it I'd have to use made up words like uh, to explain great words that. Yeah, yeah. that's really how deep, much I love really it deep, yeah. um, so but leave that with me Darren uh, uh, that's it actually for the emails this week thanks for all your brilliant sendings in of emails uh, more next time I, th- I thought that was a really well constructed sentence that was perfectly that's terrible well, you know. mm. Anyway, don't forget to send your emails to podcast at bigfinish.com. Sorry, I'm just laughing at my own incompetence. Well, I'll probably laugh at mine in a moment, but as always, it's the randomoid selectatron, and it's preparing itself in the background right this minute. Can you hear it? Can you? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, getting ready, of course, to offer a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. But before that, it's time for Also Available. And this week, with the return of Stargate to Big Finish in rather lovely collected editions, we zoom into Series 3 of SG-1 for an episode entitled Half-Life by James Swallow and starring Claudia Black. Let's go through this again. From the top. Colonel Olsen, I've already told you twice. I don't know what else to say. Start with the truth. I've told you the truth. Do you think I knew that... When... I was as shocked as you. 
You have to believe me. What I have to do is find out what the hell happened back there in the gate room and how you were involved. I'm not. You were there. He just pulled the gun. And then... Is he dead? Erwin, run the footage again. Yes, sir. Colonel, I can't... Personally, I think the R.I. would get a lot more converts if they ditched the whole robes and pasty face look. I mean, they really don't seem healthy, do they? Skip ahead. Colonel, please. Tell me what happened. Daniel? Daniel, are you all right? Daniel, no! Turn it off. I have an assassin in the brig. I have a man bleeding to death in the infirmary. And I have you. And you're gonna damn well tell me what happened. All right. We were coming back from Liskar, a world on the edge of Ori territory. We have intelligence sources on the planet, people keeping an eye out for roaming priors, that sort of thing. But nothing happened there. Nothing at all. Uh, home again. Well, that was fun. No, wait. Not fun. The other thing. Boring. Yes, that's the word I was grasping for. Daniel, I'm talking. Oh, right. Sorry, for a moment there, I, um... Never mind, what? That mission. It was tedious. I I can't believe you said that. What, you were actually hoping to have been shot at? No. Well, maybe something a little bit exciting. But with Sam off doing her thing at Area 51 and Mitchell and Muscles on an undercover mission with the Sodan, it's like we're getting all the dull jobs. I fail to see the problem. Or maybe I'm just not interesting company. Perish the thought. But I don't think discussing the finer points of the Book of Origin is very thrilling. Unlike you do. You don't know what you're missing. <laughs> Personally, I think the R.I. would get a lot more converts if they ditched the whole robes and pasty face look. I mean, they really don't seem healthy, do they? I don't think personal grooming is at the top of their to-do list. And that's where you came in. Dr. Jackson, Vala, welcome back. Colonel Olson, where's General Landry? It was some of the DC, some is here with the International Oversight Advisory. Right. Oh, so he left you in charge. Better not break anything while he's gone. Yeah, thanks for the tip. But no, I'm not in command. Someone else stepped in for General Landry. Anyone nice? Ten huh? Jack? I, I, I mean, General O'Neill? It was so nice to see him again. It's funny. It's like everyone in the SGC stands a little taller when Jack O'Neill walks in the room. And that's when it started to go wrong. Jack? No. No! Daniel? Daniel, are you all right? Caleb. He said that word. I don't know what it means. And then he pulled the gun. It all happened so fast and I couldn't stop him. Daniel, no! He aimed the pistol at his friend's chest. And Daniel shot him twice at point-blank range. No! General! General! Someone get a medic in here! Drop your weapon! Wait. I don't... Daniel, what did you do? Down on the ground! Bella?
Then you brought me in here and started with the yelling. Oh, when I start yelling, believe me, you'll know it. Fact is, I owe Jack O'Neill my life. Everyone on this planet owes Jack O'Neill for that. He saved it a dozen times. Exactly my point. So you can be sure that I... What? Colonel, I, uh, have her test results. Dr. Ricks, if you have something to say... As far as we can be certain, Val is clean. Huh. No sign of any anomalies in her blood work. Polygraph scan is coming up negative, too. She's telling the truth. Mm-hmm. At last. Thank you. Can you uncuff me now? Fine. Let her up. What about the general? It's not good. Dr. Lamb is in the OR with him right now, but the damage was severe. Can't we take him to a proper hospital or somewhere off-world? I have contacts who might have a sarcophagus. If we could get a gold healing device, I can use it. No one is going anywhere. Cheyenne Mountain is in full lockdown. All returning SG teams are being diverted to Alpha Site. I'm isolating the base until we can deal with this situation. For how long? As long as it takes. Can he do that? The Colonel is the ranking officer on site. As of now, he's acting base commander of the SGC. Look, Vala. Lamb is the best surgeon we have. General O'Neill is in good hands. It's not just him I'm worried about. Dr. Jackson. It's impossible. Daniel would never do something like that. Jack is his oldest friend. And yet, he shot him. Contact Colonel Emerson on the Odyssey and Major Hunter on the Sun Tzu. Apprise them of the situation. Then get me an armed detail assembled in the gate room. I want to sweep the base. Make sure we don't get any other surprises. Yes, sir. Colonel? What is it? I need to see him. That's not going to happen. If something happened to Daniel while we were on this car, something that made him... It's my responsibility. I should have seen it coming. Did he seem different to you? No. Me neither. But after what he did, I don't know what to think. Let me talk to him. I want answers as much as you do. Are you asking as a member of SG-1 or as his friend? Does it matter? All right. Find out what you can. Thank you, Colonel. Just be careful. Whoever that man is in there, he's not the Daniel Jackson we know. Vala, finally. Hello. Daniel? I have to, uh... You should probably stay over there. There's a guard right outside the door, and they're monitoring the room through that camera. Oh, yeah. Well, just type Stargate into the search pane at the top when you go to BigFinish.com to find all the Stargate episodes ever made by Big Finish Productions. Ooh. And don't forget as well that we'll be dramatising you with the first 15 minutes of classic Doctor's new monsters, the house that Hawks built any moment now. And I mean that any moment now we'll be teasing it, not that yeah, yeah. Not that the yeah. house is built any moment now. I was very I mean, the impressed house has been built, that you, you know. were able to say the house that Hawks built when I couldn't say it at all earlier. <laughs> I applied mental pressure on myself to make sure that I did. Mm. I didn't want to I didn't want to, to I went into a Zen like state, 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 state. state <laughs> where my mind, my, my, my was focused, focus, focus, focus. Oh, the house that Hawks built, built, built. <laughs> You can segue in there. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I do me all my own effects, you know. Very nice, very nice, yeah. Could you say but first? But first. <laughs> <laughs> It's the Randomoid Selectatron. I don't know why that's funny, but apparently it is. Offering you a 25% discount on a randomly selected big finish release. What a giggle. <laughs> what have we got? Well, we're in there. It's number 243. Do you know what story that no, is? No, it means nothing to me. A number. <laughs> what am I, a computer or something? What's the title of You're it? You're not a number. It's Doctor <laughs> Who, the Quantum Possibility Engine. Oh, I love this. Uh, not least, he said egotistically, because I said it had to be called this. It had another title, and there was a thing in it called the Quantum Possibility Engine. I said, you're kidding me. We have to call it the Quantum Possibility Engine. Uh, it's a, a Seventh Doctor story with Mel, and I think I produced this range, actually. Uh, and I reckon it was directed by Jamie Anderson. It was, yes. 
yes. I think uh, he directed that, that from the cast. Yes. That's right. Uh, no, not Bonnie Langford. Uh, Sophie Aldred's in as well, yes. Sean Carson, Wayne Forrester, Toby Longworth, Jules de Young. Yeah, Jules de Young and uh, Wayne Forrester are Jamie Anderson specials, aren't they, really? They really are. Captain Regent of the Crassy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean Carson's in it, of course, because he's playing Narvin. Lovely Narvin guy. Lovely guy. Not Narvin. He's not lovely, but Sean is a delightful human being. Um, well, I think it might have been during the recording of this or maybe something else around about this time that we told him that he looked a bit like the famous movie actor Stanley Baker. <laughs> and, which he does, actually. And it, he loved it. You know, you could see him go, oh, do you think so? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I can sort of see it. I can sort of see it. I can see the, uh, the element there that you're, you are referring to. It's, they're both Welsh as well. Um, listen, uh, we ought to hear the trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. There. I've done my job. The TARDIS is yours. Claimed in the name of the President of the Solar System. To the glory of President of Volta. Doctor, 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 Doctor Who. Doctor Who. The quantum possibility engine. What's that when it's at home? Oh no. Not you. Hello, Doctor. A pleasure to see you too. Narvin. Indeed. Uh, tell me, Doctor, might you know anything about a stolen TARDIS? Oh. An entirely programmable system? Entirely. And you can control everything within it? Within reason. You're interfering with the laws of nature. There will always be limits. It's a subtle machine, not a hammer with which to pound your populace to dust. Here she is. I thought you got lost. Ah, Miss Bush. You had such an opportunity handed to you earlier. How foolish to throw it all away. What are you doing? No, don't do that. Do that. They've gone! All of them! What have you done to them? Your friends have ceased to exist, Miss Bush. It seemed the simplest way. You psychotic little machine! There was no need to... Oh, Doctor. Big Finish. We love stories. There it is. Very exciting. There's a kind of, uh, in all the best ways possible, sort of Douglas Adams-esque flavor to it um and it's uh yeah it's by guy adams and it's a really interesting structure too lovely cover i love the cover it's gorgeous love that cg monster as well well that's uh joshua w Dogbolter, who's from the uh old marvel days of doctor who magazine strips Dogbolter. so yeah that was uh yeah yeah tom spilsbury gave us permission to use Dogbolter in that legendary yes. legendary that's nice isn't it um look uh, while I email Jackie Emery at Big Finish to make sure she knows which release to attach the offer to, Benji, please explain how you get the 25% in the style of... What would you like to do it in the style of this week? I don't know. I'm trying, you, I, I, I often wait for you to come up with it, you see. It's, it's like a surprise. I know. I'm just trying to think what we've been talking about in the podcast. That uh, In the style of Dwayne Bunny on holiday in Tasmania... <laughs> I'm not going to do a mock Australian accent. Just offend I mean, everybody. I might, I might, yeah, I could, I could just offend everybody. But I mean, you know, if I was going to wander down to the beach with this saw going on in the background, I'd probably go to bigfinish.com, you know. And if I was on bigfinish.com, I'd probably sit back in my chair, you know, get my fishing rod out, and I'd head to the podcast page on the menu. And of course, once I was there, I mean, I'd have to read more. Once oh. I clicked read more, I'd have to go down to the blurb, you see. So I'd have all my fishing stuff ready. I'd put my headphones on. I'd sit in my lovely camping chair. And I'd click here in the little blurb. I'd click here and enter the code buck up. But the thing is, I'd enter the code buck up, all capital letters, with no spaces, no punctuation, no complications. I'd just enter that code and I'd get my discount. And then I'd have to go back 90 minutes because I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> and that is how you get your discount. There we go. I think that was that was uh, very well done. Um, well measured. Uh, Inoffensive, I hope. Well done. Uh, there was so much 
potential for offending everyone there. So beautifully avoided. Uh, uh, Ran, that was a corker. Let's face it. I just, you know, a lovely bit of work by Guy Adams there. Ne- and, and everyone else involved. But, you know, it all starts with the script. The next week's podcast is entitled Thunderbird River. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we feature the diary of river song volume 10 two rivers and a firewall and we preview a fantastic collection of dramatic readings of authentic jerry anderson short stories featuring thunderbirds stingray captain scarlet and joe 90 cracking stuff that's anything can happen you're sli- you're involved in that <gasps> Ooh, as well aren't you? certainly am very exciting and had so much fun i read a few of them didn't i i can't remember how many i read you did yeah i think you probably two didn't you because wayne did I think I did three. I think I did two two stingrays and one um, thunderbirds. I'll give you two stingrays and a thunderbird. <laughs> you showed me a uh, Joe ninety and a, and a scarlet. I did the sound design on a Captain Scarlet as well. Yeah. Very exciting! Can't mm. wait to uh, to be sharing that next week. In the meantime, thanks for listening, folks. And please don't forget, we do all this for the love of stories. Time now for classic Doctor's new monsters: the stuff of nightmares. The House That Hawks Built by Tim Foley and starring Tim Trelaw as the Doctor and Sadie Miller as Sarah Jane Smith. You said it in the end. Phew. Not in the mood for ghost stories. Uh, No, sir. I thought they'd be more instructive. Let's check the house again from top to bottom. I'll focus my investigation in the larder. You wished me to remind you, sir, not to snack too much between meals. Of course not. But I may conjure up one of these sandwiches, a superstitious ritual to assist our search. And I cannot confront a phantom on an empty stomach. Uh, perhaps not. The damp's getting to you again. Where's Francesca? In the attic, I believe. And what's she doing up there? By all that song! Don't tell me she's looking for our ghost as well! One moment. I ought to change into waterproofs. I saw some flashy yellow ones in your wardrobe. I have the next best thing. Oh, we can't use a brolly in a storm. (laughs) It depends on the brolly. This one's lightning repellent. It resisted a spark shower in the realms of repugnance. What's with the question mark handle? That, as they say, is the question. (laughs) You won't stay here long. Let's walk over to that ridge over there. Where are we? Your Earth again. Not an Earth you'd recognise. An Earth I'd recognise either, frankly. We're so far in the future, the TARDIS's chronometer gave out. I thought I heard one of the instruments go kaput. You'd go kaput as well if you landed in this. By now, your planet's been ravaged by all sorts of immeasurable forces. Mountains smashed, continents shifted, droughts, infernos, devastating floods. Oh, and delightful storms. I get the picture. Who lives here now? Nobody, I imagine. Look around, Sarah. The Earth is dead. Oh, how ghoulish. Everything I've ever known, gone. Tardis, home is never very far away. 
We'll pay our respects and we'll... Hang on. What is it? In the lightning flash, didn't you see? There's a house down there. A house? In the valley. A fairly big one, too. <laughs> Your eyes are playing tricks on you, Sarah. No, I could have sworn. <sighs> I can't see anything. Keep looking. Where the lightning strikes again. It didn't look the least bit futuristic, but it was definitely... Ah! I saw it that time. How extraordinary. Maybe there's life here after all. But who could live in a land like this? We're finding out, aren't we? Of course we are. Oh, hold my arm, Sarah. It feels like the umbrella is about to take off. If we get whisked into the air, it may be a smoother flight than the TARDIS. <laughs> I'll pretend I didn't hear that. So striking. Like something out of a gothic novel. Look down there. Beyond the well. The ruins of a church. Which makes this place... A former convent. A priory. How has this building survived such tectonic upheaval? Oh, we'll knock and ask. I reckon anyone's home. I can't see any lights inside. Though the curtains may be drawn. Only one way to find out. Wait, Sarah. What's wrong? I... I can't be sure. Are you sensing something again? Like the gulf? Not quite. But for a moment, I found this house to be the most repellent thing I'd ever seen. But we ought to seek shelter at least. If you feel there's something dangerous... We're on our guard. I see the front door. Now, watch your step, Sarah. It's terribly boggy. Oh! Under the porch. Yes. Give this questionable umbrella a bit of a rest. Shall I try the door handle? Oh, that's a little brazen, Sarah. I'll knock first. I can do it. First thing you learn as a journalist. Loud enough to wake the dead. Oh, don't. Someone's coming. Let me make the introductions. Oh, I'll just smile politely, shall I? <laughs> Your sunny disposition can counter the stormy night. I'm not sure it can counter a scowl like that. Good evening, sir. Are you quite all right, old chap? Help! Are you in trouble? How may I help? Uh, we uh, <clears throat> happen to be passing and wondered if we may step inside to dry ourselves off. This way, this way, this way, this way, this way. Are we sure we want to go in? Come on. Oh, thank you very much. Death! 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 What? You'll catch your death out there. I think I know what's happening. I do not wish to, 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 to alarm. It's your holographic matrices, isn't it? I expect the humidity is being havoc with them. Correct, sir. Oh, where did he go? He's still here, miss. Oh, oh. He's a digi-human, Sarah. See those projectors in the dado rail? They flood the space with heavy light, which unfortunately is distorted with the atmospheric moisture. In short, our host is a hologram. It's true, I am a hologram, sir. But I am not, 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 not... Not what? Not the host. Oh! Oh! I am the owner of this humble abode, the Hawks of Balhoon, at your service. How charming it is to meet you, sir. I'll take it from here, butler. Very good, sir. And there he goes. I hope you don't mind my saying, but I've never met creatures so tall and pink before. Oh, I thought the cold might have turned me blue. But uh, not as blue as you. Where do you hail from? Oh, as it happens, I'm from Earth. Ernest, the seventh planet of Trinity. Ah, I know it well. Capital, capital. 
I thought you folks had uh, two heads. <laughs> Sarah and I must make do with one apiece, I'm afraid. I'm the doctor. An academic. Uh, yes, the noble brow, the majestic bouffon. I can tell you possess a magnificent mind. Oh, any more ego boosting and he'll need that second head. Come through, please. Swiftly, swiftly. I have an excellent fire. <clears throat> what a splendid fellow. And why don't I come from Earth? Because, Sarah, at this point in history, nobody does. And I don't want to raise suspicion. You still feel something's wrong. Possibly. Though I may feel better when I'm all warmed up. Oh, oh that's much better. I have read accounts of old Earthmen gathering around such fires to roast creatures called mallows, plucked straight from their marshes. I wished to breed some in our conservatory, but the biovolts couldn't source the DNA. Such a shame, a terrible shame. You're a devotee of Earth's history. Oh, very much so, Doctor. I'm delighted to oversee this project. Project? The exhibit? The house? But forgive me, I presumed you were from galactic heritage. I'm starting to understand. This building, it's a recreation, isn't it? Of a property from the second millennium, yes. Uh, but then, if you're not representatives... Uh, we're merely passers-by. And fellow Earth enthusiasts. Oh, yes. Can't get enough of the place. So, this old house isn't that old at all. In some ways, it's brand new. And in other ways, it's terribly ancient. But some think it most certainly isn't. And that's open to the public. Ah. But that is the eventual plan, isn't it? If we can manage it. A living museum. But currently there are... A few teething issues. What sort of issues? Nothing of concern. The question is, what do we do with you two? I can't possibly send you back out in this. But you can't possibly stay. Well, why not? Ah, I think I hear my ward out there. Francesca! So we do have guests. Your ward? I thought I was hearing voices again. Uh, this is the doctor, and this is... Sarah? Oh, uh, yes, hello. Uh, Sarah Jane Smith. Your companion seems taken aback. Oh, I didn't mean to be rude. This house is uh, full of surprises. Is it my pinafore? I may have gone overboard with the pom-poms. I made them with my own wool. Francesca's ancestors came from Earth. She's very proud of that. What self-respecting um, <clears throat> a sheep wouldn't be. You recognise my sheep? I'm a fleeceling of the upright flock. You must stay for dinner. Oh, that would be delightful, madam. Francesca, I'm not sure we can accommodate them. Oh, please, uncle. We rarely have guests these days. And when we do, they never stay long. And why is that? No reason. Very well. Here, Doctor, we live by Earth traditions. And back in the olden days, it was customary for the males of the species to be consigned to the kitchen. I beg your pardon? Oh, sounds about right to me. Francesca, if you can entertain Miss Sarah and keep her out of harm's way... I'll show her the paintings in the hallway. They're ever so colourful. Wonderful. And Doctor? Yes? Let's go and chop some vegetables. Oh, Good grief. Are these carrots from the biovolts too? Indeed. It took a century to get them the right shade. They weren't always orange, you know. Well, they weren't always cubes either. Really? Butler? Make a note of that. Yes, sir. Feeling better, old chap? I didn't catch your name before. I am Butler, sir. Butler? The butler? Quite so, sir. That isn't why I hired him as my assistant. He has two PhDs in Earth anthropology. But it's a delightful happenstance. Another Earth expert. I dabble, sir. And galactic heritage needs, as the saying goes, old hands on desks. Uh, all hands on deck? Those two. They've taken on many conservation projects, but this is on another scale entirely. 
They have realigned Earth's orbit, fused a new atmosphere, dragged whole continents back to classic positions. And rebuilt an old priory house? That seems on a somewhat smaller scale. Size isn't everything. The whole thing was my suggestion. To recreate something on a, if you'll excuse the expression, a human level. <laughs> a point of contact for the inquisitive historian. A short list of venues was drawn up. We very nearly plumped for the Maj Tahal. Uh, yes. Uh, but instead? The plans for this building have been held in the Balhoun archives for eons. We found the original site, sourced authentic materials, excavated the foundations. Oh, when you put it like that, I suppose it's no lesser an achievement. Right, that's the currants. I'll add these to the pot. Uh, could you hold my knife, old chap? Indeed, sir. Oh, where did he go? He does that sometimes. Good job you're finished with the chopping. Now this one's a portrait of... Well, I don't know their exact names, but Uncle says they're probably my direct ancestors. I don't know who the human with the stick is. Maybe she just wandered into the frame. Oh, she's a shepherdess. A what? A shepherdess. She looks after those sheep. Sorry, uh, fleecelings. Ah, she was their butler! 